Welcome one and welcome all to the Pitiful Poets podcast, where we learn all about the world's most famous poets that did, unfortunately, have to be aided by the sorrows of life to achieve their stardom in the literary world. This is the first episode, and it is about the one and only poet that this whole podcast is inspired by, Charles Bukowski. He gives aesthetic a whole new meaning. Edgy? You knew not of it until he basically invented the word. But he also teaches us life lessons. Those of us that write poetry, those of us that aspire to become writers praised for generations to come, we need to accept these lessons. We need to accept that we are nothing. We are pathetic trying to become famous writers. He's basically a philosopher of poets. Scratch that. He's the philosopher of poets. So to really properly introduce him, of course, I'm going to have to read a poem out to you. So this is The Strongest of the Strange by Charles Bukowski. Um, it's a good poem. Anyways, I'm going to start now. You won't see them often, for wherever the crowd is, they are not. Those odd ones, not many, but from them come the few good paintings, the few good symphonies, the few good books, and other works, and from the best of the strange ones, perhaps nothing. They are their own paintings, their own books, their own music, their own work. Sometimes I think I see them, say, a certain old man sitting on a certain bench in a certain way, or a quick face going the other way in a passing automobile, or there's a certain motion of the hands of a bag boy or a bag girl while packing supermarket groceries. Sometimes it is even somebody you have been living with for some time. You will notice a lightning quick glance never seen from them before. Sometimes you will only note their existence suddenly in vivid recall some months, some years after they are gone. I remember such a one. He was about 20 years old, drunk at 10 a.m., staring into a cracked New Orleans mirror, facing dreaming against the walls of the world. Where did I go? That sounded pretty deep, but he was a pretty deep person. So he was a poet, a novelist, acclaimed for his writing, but he himself also has um, a very interesting story, like the whole dark, aesthetic, edgy writer. So Bukowski was born Henrik Karl Bukowski in Germany to German parents on August 16, 1920. His family moved from Germany to the U.S., um, Maryland specifically, when Bukowski was at the age of three. And then in 1930, when Charles was age 10, the family settled in um, L.A. Uh, so Bukowski had a bit of a rough childhood. Like in his early youth, he was often bullied and he was taunted by his classmates for having like somewhat of a German accent when he spoke in English. To top that off, he had an abusive father who, in the 1930s, seemed to be often unemployed, which might have been the source of his aggression. So his father, Henry Bukowski, he was both frequently and extremely emotionally and physically abusive. And this is actually covered in Bukowski's autobiography, Hammond Rye. Um, it might have been these factors combined with the usual case of teenage hormones and the embarrassment of acne that's something we all, you know, deal with, that led to Bukowski becoming shy and withdrawn. On top of all of this, 
his parents forced him to wear unfashionable clothes that he called ridiculous. The clothing deal, while seemingly mortifying, was not the worst thing about Bukowski's earlier years. That would definitely have to be his relationship um, with his father. From the ages of 6 to 11, his father would hit him with a razor strop multiple times a week. Bukowski later said that all this helped his writing, as he felt he understood undeserved pain. His depression strengthened his rage, and that was all the fuel he needed to write. As a teenager, Bukowski discovered alcohol. He later wrote about it, saying, This is going to help me for a very long time. After graduating from high school, Bukowski attended L.A. City College for two years, taking courses in art, journalism, and literature, before dropping out at the start of the Second World War, then moving to New York to begin a blue-collar career. In the July of 1944, Bukowski was arrested by the FBI on the suspicion of draft evasion. He was already a person under suspicion due to his German heritage. After being held for almost a month in prison and being given a psychological examination that he failed, he was deemed unfit for military service and let go of. Bukowski liked writing. After getting published a few times in his 20s but failing to have an impact on the literary world, he grew jaded and he gave up writing for almost a decade. He called this period the 10-year drunk. In 1955, though, when he was 35, he got married to a Texan poet, but they got divorced in 1958. Following the divorce, Bukowski resumed drinking and also continued writing. Following the divorce, many of his poems were published in small poetry magazines. In the 60s, Bukowski was working at an L.A. post office as a letter filing clerk. He held his position for more than a decade. In 1962, following the death of his girlfriend, he was filled with anguish, and he turned out series of poems and stories lamenting her death. In 1960, Hearst Press picked up Bukowski's works and started to publish them and continued to do so through the 1960s all the way into the early 1980s. His works were also published by the LA Free Press and other literary magazines. It was in 1969, at the age of 49, that Bukowski finally achieved what he had been working towards his whole life. He accepted an offer from the legendary Black Sparrow Press and he quit his job and became a full-time writer. Less than a month after quitting his post office job, he finished his first novel, Post Officer. Bukowski published all his major works with the Black Sparrow Press, which became highly successful, but he also continued to support smaller independent presses by submitting poems and short stories to them throughout his career. Bukowski died on March 9, 1993, at the age of 73, after completing Pump, his last novel. His gravestone on it has two famous words, don't try. The phrase was used in a poem which advised aspiring writers about inspiration and creativity. Bukowski explained the phrase in a 1963 letter to John William Corrington, a fellow poet. Somebody at one of these places asked me, what do you do? How do you write? Create? You don't. I told them, you don't try, that's very important, not to try.
either for Cadillacs, creation, or mortality. You wait, and if nothing happens, you wait some more. It's like a bug high in the wall. You wait for it to come to you. When it gets close enough, you reach out, slap out, and kill it. Or, if you like its looks, you make a pet out of it. Bukowski was also criticized for many things. He was an atheist, and he was also apparently sexist, which could be seen in his work and was pretty controversial. Now that we kind of have an introduction and backstory to him covered, we're going to move on to his poems and how his writing impacted others and himself. But before that, we're going to take a commercial break. In Toronto, is it the middle of the night? Are you hungry? Well, say no more. This weekend, Papa Penny's opens 10 locations over the GTA. It's like a pizza place combined with an arcade, open only during the night, perfect for us night owls. This weekend only as an opening night deal, enjoy a free small cheese pizza with the purchase of 10 or more game tokens. Call us at 352-235-2342. Well, it's almost Christmas, and you know what that means. It means that the present finding frenzy is coming right up. This Christmas, find everything you need and more to please your family and friends at Westboro Mall. Newly renovated and reopening on December 20th at the south of McLaughlin and Westboro Creek. With a huge food court and an indoor Christmas market, you might as well make an outing out of it. Merry Christmas! Welcome back to the Pitiful Poets podcast where we're going to resume talking about Charles Bukowski, an iconic 20th century writer known for his honesty in his poems. Before the commercial segment, we had just been talking about his backstory, and now we're going to switch over to talking about his actual philosophy. Bukowski's poetry was known as crude and brutally honest. When you get the shit kicked out of you long enough, you will have a tendency to say what you really mean. These words are from Bukowski, talking about his childhood. Bukowski calls his father his greatest literary teacher because he made Bukowski's views on life what they were. The abuse and loneliness that surrounded him in his early years laid the foundation for his perspective on life and therefore sketched an outline of how his poetry would convey that perspective. He wrote hundreds of short stories and poems, although most were never published, especially in his 20s. He used to write whenever he had free time. While he was working at the post office, he would even write before his shifts for many years. Although his success took many years to achieve, and he had been trying since he was a teenager, his gravestone still read, don't try. We're going to revisit that now. One may wonder why his gravestone says those words. After all, wasn't it years of trying, even when things looked bleak and pointless, how he earned his success? Is it not an example of how hard work and patience yields results? Well, the thing is, these words are not necessarily about his writing. It's about his life or his philosophy. His philosophy is basically that one cannot choose to become a real writer. The words have to be in you. You cannot force them to flow through you. Here is another important part in the letter to Corrington that we mentioned before. Too many writers write for the wrong reasons. They want to get famous or they want to get rich or they want to get laid by the girls with the bluebells in their hair. When everything works best, it's not because you choose writing, but because writing chose you. It's when you're mad with it, when it's stuffed in your ears, nostrils, under your fingernails. It's when there's no hope but that. This part refers to aspiring writers, but also is about purpose and success in life in general. 
Bukowski thought that no one chose what they wanted to like or do, that no one could even choose how colors made them feel. Therefore, purpose is also the same. No one knows what theirs is, it's somehow chosen for them, and they can try to explain why it might be chosen, but it just is. Bukowski's don't try didn't mean do not put effort in. It meant do not try to care if you don't. Do not try to try if it takes more effort to try to care about trying than it actually does to try. Because yet, if you have to try in that way, it's not for you. Basically, don't try to be what you are not. Write not how you want to write, but write how you write. Write not as if you want to become a writer, but write like you are a writer. Don't force it. Of course, Bukowski did write a poem on his perspective on aspiring writers on what to do as one, titled So You Want to Be a Writer. And we're going to read that right now. Alright, so this is So You Want to Be a Writer by Charles Bukowski. If it doesn't come bursting out of you in spite of everything, don't do it. Unless it comes unasked out of your heart and your mind and your mouth and your gut, don't do it. If you have to sit for hours staring at your computer screen or hunched over your typewriter searching for words, don't do it. If you're doing it for money or fame, don't do it. If you're doing it because you want women in your bed, don't do it. If you have to sit there and rewrite it again and again, don't do it. If it's hard work just thinking about doing it, don't do it. If you're trying to write like somebody else, forget about it. If you have to wait for it to roar out of you, then wait patiently. If it never does roar out of you, do something else. If you first have to read it to your wife or your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your parents or to anybody at all, you're not ready. Don't be like so many writers. Don't be like so many thousands of people who call themselves writers. Don't be dull and boring and pretentious. Don't be consumed with self-love. The libraries of the world have yawned themselves to sleep over your kind. Don't add to that. Don't do it. Unless it comes out of your soul like a rocket. Unless being still would drive you to madness or suicide or murder. Don't do it. Unless the sun inside you is burning your gut. Don't do it. When it is truly time, and if you have been chosen, it will do it by itself, and it will keep on doing it until you die, or it dies in you. There is no other way, and there never was. And that, pitiful poets, podcast listeners, was Charles Bukowski. He has many poems that you can look into. You can find a lot on allpoetry.com, and he has many online interviews that can be found on youtube in case you want to learn more about him by watching some movies i would recommend barfly from 1987 where the character is based on charles bukowski's personality or maybe the charles bukowski tapes from 1987 as well it's a documentary on bukowski's views on the human condition then there's factotum from 2006 a movie adaption of um, bukowski's autobiography And then there's um, Bukowski at Bellevue from 1970. And in this one, Bukowski, he reads his own poetry. Anyways, hope you enjoyed learning about this amazing writer with me today. And hopefully you'll be back next week where we talk about Robert Browning, a famous Victorian poet and playwright known for his dramatic dialogues.